Right now it's time to welcome, for one last time before, happy holidays time, the Grinch that negotiated Christmas. Oi, to you, three ninety nine. Steve Fines, how are you? <laughs> um, well, I'm walking out, but other than that, I'm absolutely fine. It worked. All right, then. Well, look, I've been off for a few days, deliberately not following the news, because I'm lazy, so yeah. it's, it's up to you. Whackety-whack, well, 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 don't you, come you, back. Well, you did miss, um, and, and the listener might have missed this as well. Yeah. There was a bit of a cliffhanger election uh, at cliffhanger. the beginning of the week. Um, in Hong Kong, this was to elect the uh, delegates, the, th- the delegates, the delegates, yeah. the 36 delegates, the National People's Congress, which as people obviously know is, is Hong Kong's legislature, uh, sorry, the China's legislature. And um, what, what, what makes me laugh about this election, it was covered in the mainstream media as that it was an election, which of course it was nothing of the kind. Um, first of all, there's over, only uh, 1,900 nine hundred and eighty nine electors um secondly they're 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 more or less yeah. hand picked so you've either got to be very rich or or very, or very patriotic rich. or perhaps both or you know a member of some organization that qualifies you for that yeah um and it's it it's the sort of election they like a lot in Beijing because if you don't like any of the candidates, you just disqualify them so well, in this election. Ten of them were disqualified before we even got to the starting point. Well, what Nine kind of, what kind of people are we reasons. talking about here? Because I can't uh, think. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe people who wouldn't be re- um, relied upon to toe the line. So you, you disqualify people, no right of appeal, no public process. You just say, right, you're out, you're out, you're out. And then you get supervising this election, the very delightful and um, erudite Mr Wang Chen, who is the... Um, He's a vice president. Yeah, another one of your mates, isn't he? He's, it, we are drinking buddies, actually. I said, Wangers, what have you got to say about this election? He said, it fully carries forward democracy. I said, goodness, Mr Wang, you're absolutely unique in, in having that view of this election. Fully forward. Fully forward. A fully forward democracy has been carried in Hong Kong. <laughs> and if you think about it, you're and quite right. if you right. think about that, um, good luck to you. That's all I can say. But, I mean, what what... I, I, you know, I mean, the listener, I think, knows that this election doesn't even pretend to be democratic, and most of the participants don't even claim that anymore. They just go, well, you know, that's how things are done, rather than that's how things should be done, which yeah. perhaps is a more pertinent question. But the fact of the matter is that <clears throat> this is the kind of election that, that that they love up north, and it's no coincidence that they actually make the point of stressing how democratic it is well you know i mean it hong kong as we know has a weird weird hybrid system elections you do actually have a bit of genuine elections in the process so therefore you can use that word so you can use it and then you've got you've got rotten boroughs you've got appointed seats you've got things like this mpc delegates um election and it, it's all in the mix, and people go, well, you know, oh, it's all very complicated anyway, you can't challenge it, because, you know, if you do, you know, people cry and they'll get upset. Well, yes, that's all true, but the fact of the matter is, and we've seen this in Hong Kong, that if people get sufficiently agitated about something, you can challenge it. And on occasion, you can actually get some of these more outrageous things stopped. There's another thing to consider with this stuff, which is just keep doing it all the time, time and time again, and then people like us will just not care anymore, well, and I think then you're in the sweet spot. That's exactly the point. That's why 
I mean, I was talking to somebody about this, as one does, because, you know, every time you have a drink, you do tend to talk about the NPC. I don't know if you talk about anything else, but that's, that's my topic of conversation. And, and she said to me, I don't know why you're getting so agitated about this. We all know. I said, no, that's the problem with this we all know stuff, is that if we all know it, we all accept it. And it gives carte blanche for it to be perpetuated um, until whenever it isn't perpetuated. I'm not saying we accept it. I'm saying we end up not giving a hoot. No, I know, but that, well, yeah. it's, it, I mean, passive, that's... Uh, in, passive in your, acceptance. In your, in your terminology, that's your actual passive acceptance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, So, um, no, I don't think anybody... Well, most people, frankly, don't give two monkeys about <laughs> this sort of thing anyway. I don't think, unlike me, who talks about it every time I have a drink, I don't think the average person actually does that. I don't know what they do talk about if they're not talking about the NPC elections and its proceedings, but no doubt there are other topics. Um, um, I can't think no, of any. No, I can't think of any <laughs> off the top of my head either. But there you go. Anyway, that's done and dusted, and... Um, happy Oh, yes. What I like about it is, just one final thing, is the, the, the people who do the groundwork for this are the liaison office in Western, very fine people in case they're listening. We, we love your work. And they, they said, no, 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 this time we're going to be really, really open-minded. So there's 36 seats up for grabs, mm -hmm. and we're only actually going to produce a list. I mean, this is all done, you know, undercover, but they said we're only going to actually produce a list of 30 so that means that there are six seats which are kind of open, you know, for people to make their um, oh, they're called minds, I believe, make their own minds up. I mean, most of these people wouldn't know how to make their own mind up if... Uh, Couldn't make a bed. <laughs> I was going to say, if it involved crossing the road. But um, anyway, so, so they've only sort of officially said, well, these are the 30 you vote for, the other ones um, you, you can vote for. And then they went round going, well, when we say the other six aren't actually on our list... You can't vote for him. Oh, certainly can't vote for him. No, no. So, no, um, no. actually, actually, they told everybody who to vote for. So the whole 36 delegation is composed of whoever the liaison office told, told the um, hand wavers to wave their hands in favour of. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And I'm jolly pleased that they did, because there's some fine um, new faces in that lineup. This um, is never going to become a man bites dog story that you hacks... <laughs> would call it is it ever no really? no until I mean, it does steve uh, Whoa, overnight it, exactly bang. until it does i mean you know i i still maybe i'm an idiot but i still think there will come a day when when china will actually have an elected parliament and i look forward to that i'd like Me to be Meth around for methuselah it. vines i know i'd like to be around for it slightly but... closer to home yes um as I wrote in my notes, whackety whack, don't come back. And I, funnily enough, I pinched that phrase from a policeman. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. So we've got, um, I'm not quite sure what his name is in English, but it used to be, uh, as you pointed out to me before the programme, Franklin Chu. He now, for some bizarre reason, is known as Frankly Chu. Interesting name. There's a gag in there somewhere. There right? is a gag in there, and um, the listener will have to send it in, I believe. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that he's a senior police officer. Was he's retired now? Was a senior police officer. He was involved in the policing of the um, umbrella protests, particularly in Moncock. He was convicted of um, using unnecessary force to restrain. Um, Actually, it turns out not a demonstration at all. Somebody who was a passerby. Hmm. 
Now, and, he, and he walked into the chap's nightstick. Yes, yeah, I mean, you know, and, um, and there, were, there was a sort of video of him swinging it with some vigour, but, you know, it's just because... No, no, had, no, that was exercise. It was exercise. It was warming up. He, he, also, he also had a stiff arm, so he needed to wave it around a bit. Anyway, but, but, I mean, the reaction to this was quite incredible. On the one hand, you've got um, the, the usual sort of weasel centrals going, oh, this shows, you know, everything's all well. Well, actually, it doesn't show it's all well if senior police officers are convicted of offences like this. But it does show that the rule of law pervades, prevails. Then you have people going, oh, oh, but it was a, a, a judge of Indian origin who did that. Now, fair so, play. So, you know, we've got we to gotta get them out of the judiciary. I'm thinking, you know, these kind of racist comments about judges, or in fact about anyone are so fantastically unacceptable in most it's societies stupid, now. Steve. Don't even give it oxygen. Well, I know, but, I mean, it is depressing that, that this was aired with some vigour by the usual suspects, going straight to the race of the G- judge. Gandhi was of Indian origin, and he wasn't such a bad bloke, was he? Is that a fact? Yeah. I didn't know that. He, he lived there, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Wouldn't uh, eat his dinner, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Give him a slab of meat, he wouldn't know what to do with it, would he? <laughs> But, you know, isn't that extraordinary? The first reaction is to look at the ethnic origin of the judge. I have to say, I find that depressing beyond belief. Then you have um, the Junior Police Association going, oh, this this judgment makes life very confusing for us. I'm thinking, (laughs) um, why? Um, um, You know, your members aren't stupid. They do understand what unnecessary force is, but, you know... So this whole thing, there's a kind of good side to it. The good side to it is that it does show that the rule of law is in operation and that even law enforcers are subject to the rule of law. I know that doesn't sound as though it's a big thing, but it's an important thing, and well, I'm it is. pleased that that's happening in Hong Kong. The, ru- the rule, the, well, whatever, because we don't know what's going to happen yet, but the point is, it might go down the line, you know, keep your hands in your pockets a, a yeah. bit more, please. Yes, it might do, um, it, or, or, or it might be that, um, um, you know, the word goes out, you know, if you do it, make sure there's no video Maybe watching no you. Yeah, I mean, which is the old yeah, Gene, what, Gene Hunt in the what, 1980s. Exactly, what goes on in the cells stays in the <laughs> A cells. A quick word about police brutality, lads. Loads of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, how we miss it. Um, so you've got that going on. And, and I think what's also interesting about this is you don't get the usual suspects. And I say the usual suspects because they really are the usual suspects. Their, their response is so predictable. Instead of them coming out and saying, you know, this is a triumphal rule of law in Hong Kong, they either remained silent or they said, well, you know, this causes a lot of problems for the police force and, you know, we don't really know where we stand with this. Mm. Um, You know, rule of law is rule of law. You either accept it or you don't. And if you don't like rule of law, it means you don't want rule of law. I'm sorry. There's There's not a sort of happy middle way between those two extreme positions. So... I'm pleased it happened. I'm disappointed by the response, and um, I, I assume he'll appeal, and we'll see what happens. But these are with just that. people's he opinions. Been, he Steve. has been—he has been convicted. That's that's this the whole thing, thing about whatever colour people are, or blah blah blah. I mean, they're just people's opinions. Well, I know, but they're objectionable, and they need to be called out. So you know, if we come up with you've, you're not unknown of having an opinion that others don't agree with, and you've I, got really? and you have the freedom to express that opinion. Well, that is good. Uh, yeah, I mean that is good. I, and you know, here we are sitting in RTHK. We're uh, 
doing this sort of thing. Uh, oh, somebody's just said you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, I truthfully, I don't know the you know the guy from a bar of soap, so we have to stress it's nothing, it's nothing personal it's whatsoever. Nothing However, personal. I, 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 I was surprised. I was surprised. I, I maybe I'm getting complacent. I was surprised that the guy got lamped. Well, I, I think the crucial thing, in fact, the judge referred to this, is you know there was pretty clear video evidence. Well, of, yes, uh, of, that of, is of, the of, point, of the, isn't it? Of the assault. <laughs> And, of course, that is the problem for people who want to break the law nowadays, is not only uh, does everybody have a device, well, except for me, of course, I don't have one of those funny telephones which you can record things on, but most people seem to have those funny telephones in which you can record things on. So they're very common. There's surveillance cameras all over town uh, which record things. So, you know, the, the chances of you doing things without being seen nowadays are considerably less than they were previously. Um, it's on the one hand, it's an intrusion on people's um, personal uh, freedom to, you know, t to do normally law-abiding things. But on the other hand, when something does go wrong, it's pretty good to have a record of it. Mm. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. You turn back the clock fifty years, so many crimes that perhaps are yet unsolved would be done overnight. Yeah, yeah, they really would, wouldn't they? They really would. I mean. You know, it is interesting how we kind of... The first thing people say now about more or less anything that goes wrong is, have we got pictures of that? Now, when I started in the reporting business, the chances of getting pictures of anything were pretty damn remote, unless you'd sent a, sent a snapper out to wherever it was. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the person in question would normally arrive after the event because, you know... Even us great journalists, we weren't, you know, omnipotent enough to know that something was going to happen before it happened. Hmm. So sometimes you were there and you did observe things, but nine times out of ten, you sent the snapper out to investigate and to look at the aftermath rather than the thing itself. Hmm. You know, the bloody the bloody victim or whatever it was. And this isn't that long ago it's when that not. was. I mean, I'm talking. About, I'm it's so obvious and logical, but I'm talking about some of the great unsolved crimes. They'd be a walk in the park now. Yeah, you would think so. But it makes today's unsolved crimes even more grisly and complicated. It does. Um, it, it is quite interesting, though, that 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 um, even among crimes that look pretty open and shut, yeah. because of alleged um, video evidence or photographic. Well, it's usually video evidence, isn't it? Mm. Um, there is still, even within that, there is grounds for ambiguity. Well, plainly. <laughs> yes, well, otherwise otherwise you'd have even more convictions, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, this... this the no, other, the other... You know, you'd, I, I suppose what I'm saying is don't be too reliant on technology to do what, you know, the old human brain... Steve, you know that thing about balls and red rags? Ah, yes, balls. <laughs> balls uh, and red rags, even. Balls, yes. Um, yes, are we talking about footballs by any chance? Gosh, um, so the poor old Hong Kong FA has been found. How much is it? <laughs> two, two, two grand, uh, twenty something grand. Not, Tw yeah, it's not not, not a crippling. Not amount. the king's ransom because but. they can't keep the fans in order. Because when the Chinese national anthem, the March of the Volunteers, comes on, there's a big section of the crowd that starts booing or it. or holding up banners or that holding say up "boo." Banners say, 
there you've got to give them 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you know, there's been very stern warnings, you know, very bad, very bad, very bad. And um, they've, they've, they've been quite effective because apparently the size of the booing crowds actually increased since all this Of course it has. And you know what it's going to be, once this law kicks in, it's going to be a badge of honour to get lifted at a football yeah. match. <laughs> I really think well, so. Well, let's see what happens with this. I mean, you know, I understand that, that um, they've got their proverbial knickers in a twist over this. You know, if they were really um, grown up about it, and gosh, I don't think that's going to happen, um, what they would say is, oh, go on, boo away. <laughs> you know, and... Um, no, that, that, you know... That isn't going to happen, I know. But, I mean, what what is going on here? Well, what is going on here is a couple of things. I think a lot of people still have vividly in their memory... The, the question that was asked to the former chief executive, Lan Chong Ying, you know, if Hong Kong and, and China were in a football match, who would you support? And the chief executive of Hong Kong couldn't bring himself ah. to say, I support Hong Kong. And there was a recent variant on that, wasn't there? With, 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 with uh, the FCC. Oh, yes, well, yes. Do you, want, do you want to congratulate your boys for winning the gay games? <laughs> oh, yeah. Noted. Well, that was that was our, our girl and girls, Carrie, of course, but she, of course. and girls, of and course, girls. yeah. Uh, but I mean, Carrie Lamb hasn't been asked that question. I, I'm quite interested to know what her answer is. But I mean, it <laughs> did, it did really stir up a section of the population. No kidding. To be told that the person who proclaimed himself as the chief executive of the Hong Kong SAR couldn't actually bring himself. To support the local football team. What would team. be the answer here, Steve? I mean, can you imagine that? You know, uh, if, if, if you asked... Um, you, you asked... I mean, just look at our neighbours. You asked somebody in Vietnam. You asked the, the Prime Minister of Vietnam, do you support the Vietnamese national team? And he go, well, what sort of question well, is that? Of course I do. There's no big brother there, more there's or less. There's no but big brother there. But the, 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 but the idea that you cannot, as the... Um, head of a, a, a local government, and we understand that it is a local government, it's not the national government. You can't support your own football team. So it gives people here the sense that the leadership of Hong Kong is somehow Petrified. not supporting Hong Kong. I mean, you know, is, is, is so obsessed with, with making sure that the bosses in the north are happy with every single answer they give and every move they make, that they just cannot bring themselves to do the natural thing, which is to support the local team. So I mm. think that explains a lot of why, particularly in football, I mean, remember, we don't have it in other sports, particularly in football, the crowds are out there going, right, see why? You can't support the local team. We can. And when, you know, when you put on the national anthem, we'll make a bit of a noise. Now, I mean, I'm not sure it's a great idea to do that, but, but in but my view, don't get excited about it. And um, don't give them carte blanche to do it. Yeah, you know, and, and why don't you? Why don't you? I'm talking about the authorities. Why don't you just say, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. What would be? What do you think would be the clever answer for somebody who's plainly petrified about their, their, their parents-in-law, if you like? Um, would it be something like to make a joke about it and say, of course, Hong Kong? Yeah, I but mean... you do it with humour and you've got your caveat. There, there's, there's, there's a whole load of ways. I mean, what I always loved about the old Soviet Union was the the almost widespread industry of people who found a way of getting around censorship and the, the onerous laws that existed under the communist state as it then was mm. to mock it and, you know, so, you know, no one's a, no one's a greater red than I am. 
uh, uh, it's all people crossing Man. their fingers as they say that, you know, all so, this sort of Soviet stuff. Union, Steve, is a really interesting one because, I mean, it would have been a very, very bad day for somebody who did that. But then you get your great artists and writers and composers putting all their mickey-taking in their work. Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it was quite interesting. I don't know how they found it, but, I mean, somehow Stalin decided that, that, that some of the... Um, Symphonies written by Shostakovich, Shostakovich. Yeah. Were, were subversive. I, I mean, some, well, of, they, I mean, some, he, some he, of them are downright boring, to he, be honest with you. He, but, did put, um, he did put some things in. I don't well, know what they were, did. but he put I some codes. I, and yes, this I was going to say it went it went zook above my head. But I think you know, in 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 the old Soviet Union, where and today in Russia, where people are actually quite musically sophisticated, no doubt there was a message in oh, there. Oh yeah, tons of stuff. Yeah, tons of stuff. I mean, it's the oldest trick in the book if you're clever enough to do it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, people say that Shakespeare was a subversive in the Elizabethan era. Um, and there are things in the plays which, which would have upset, the, would have upset the, the established order of the day, because particularly because it was a factional established order and Shakespeare was on one side of one faction. So, you know, there is a great tradition of subverting one-party states. And in Hong Kong, I think people just haven't learned to do it cleverly enough. Hmm. Booing the national anthem is a rather crude way of doing it, but it is an expression of frustration with the leadership of Hong Kong. And it is, a, it is a sense that, you know, people here are saying, excuse me, we're not, you know, we are part of China, but we do have a separate identity. That, I believe, is what One Country, Two Systems is all about. But check it out, Steve. The reason they go bananas here in a very unsophisticated way, we're talking about a song that goes bomb, 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 bomb. But this song has been put up on such a pedestal. This song that's yeah. been put on such a pedestal that they're thinking it's fair game. Yeah, it well, represents I, the whole well, that, shebang. That's that's the problem with one-party states is they they create a fetish over symbolism. They get very excited about national anthems. They get very excited about the flag. They get very excited about respect being paid to the national leadership, etc., etc. Yeah. In, in countries where the national leadership changes after elections, in countries where people do, of course, respect their flag, they do respect the national anthem, but they don't have to be coerced to do it. They just they have a feeling well, for it. Well, they've got it. much nicer national anthems. <laughs> you don't see people kicking off in Tonga, do you? Well, or Fiji. Is that is that so? I'm Funnily not, enough, I'm, there's no word to the Fiji. Is one. that right? Is it is it a wordless national anthem? Yeah, it's just a groovy tune, and they who, don't mind in the who slightest. Knew that? Who knew that? Well, there you go. See, well. I have to say that Britain doesn't have... I mean, where I come from, doesn't have the Catchers National Anthem no. of the world. So, and nobody can remember the second and verse, myself can, included. Yes. <laughs> and it's not really... An, I mean, actually, uh, the interesting thing about the British National Anthem, which incidentally is widely mocked in Britain, oh, is it's not exactly a National Anthem, it's actually a, a Royal Anthem. Oh, go on. Well, it is. I mean, the words are all about supporting... And, so, and somewhere down the line, it's got to be, have something to do with Germany. Yes, because the old, you know, Habsburgs and They're bloody well, blower well, and whatever. They, yeah, British monarchy is actually entirely a Hanoverian <laughs> But the thing creation. is, as horrible, horrendous as it might be, if you don't choose to stand up or sing the British National Anthem, you don't get taken round the back of the bike no, sheds. No, You might get a bit of abuse, and why not, yeah. frankly? I mean, so anyway, I just think, I mean, this is an interesting example of two things. One is the lack of sophistication of people who want to mock the one-party state. Yeah. And my, my advice there is, you know, think a bit more creatively. Oh, I see. Do it, but do it better. Yeah, do it, but do it better. <laughs> okay. And, and the, the, the sort of mindless hysteria of people... Like, I, I, I saw um, recently 
Tamya Chung, who's about to become a member of the MPC Standing Committee, worst kept secret since Rita Fan became Hong Kong's representative on that body. And, and you know, he was... <laughs> it's quite amusing. He was, he was asked, he said, so if you get this job... And he's going, yes, yes, I'm ready to do it. He said, if you get this job, I'm absolutely prepared to do it. He said, would you reflect the concerns of Hong Kong people up in Beijing? And he instantly said, well, no. uh, only those, I mean, only some of them. I mean, if, if those concerns go against government policy, of course I'm not going to waste my time speaking about it. So I'm thinking, there you go again. People who are in a position to represent Hong Kong on national bodies simply see as their role to say... Yes, comrade. Well, they don't they seem do. to have a concept that... You've seen what happens to people that don't, Steve. Do you think this poor... Well, I... Tamu poor Chung, little Mr. Tamu Tell. Chung's not, not, not yes, I'm really going to tell him what's what. Yeah, well, he isn't known as an independent thinker and he wouldn't be considered for that position if he was. But the but but people notice this and they don't like it. That's my point. Yeah, people perfect. aren't stupid. Mind well, you, he's not stupid. I mean, he's you know he's risen through the ranks, uh, leaving no shadow of a um, of a mark by being so yes man all these years. Oh please! I mean, really, you, it's not going to happen. It's just not. Um, what happens now with the football? Because th- this is this is one well, conduit that, the, that so, the young people here have to yeah, kick so, up. So what happens now? So the FA. Um, in fact, the fine comes from the um, that very fine organisation that, 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 that with all the bribery in it. What's it called? NAFTA or something? Uh, well, it's it's the Asian Football Confederation. Oh, it's the Asian Football Confederation, who were apparently yeah. who were apparently pigs in trough with with the with the what's it? What's the national federation? The international FIFA. FIFA. Sorry, they were pigs in the Massive trough with all family. that um, with all that uh, corruption stuff in FIFA. So they're a fine body. Yeah, I'm really interested in what they think about things i think it's just going to be comedy it's going to be the tequila game or the vodka game you know whenever you hear a certain word yes that's yeah. what's going to happen or, or 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 you know they'll they'll have to play to empty stadia yeah. that's going to be interesting and the video was quite awesome there's some numpty in a cap down the front doing his <coughs> windmill impersonation saying stop 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 oh is that right yes but that do you know why steve they're doing that because they're told to do yeah. it yeah it's that simple yeah one more for the road one more for the road um if you're a, a drug runner or a prostitute or a money launderer or any of those things, apparently there's free entry to Macau. If you've written an article or you belong to an organisation, mind you, I'd b- ban anybody belonging to an organisation called The Third Side, like Mr Wong Chung Long, you'll be He's banned. He's got a target on his T-shirt. Yeah, with I an- mean, don't join organisations called The Third Side. That's my tip for today. I, I mean, Hong Kong, uh, sorry, Macau is getting very, very frisky about banning people. Now, this this character from the third side says that he goes in and out of the mainland without trouble all the time, but he can't get into Hong... He can't get into Macau. But Macau's got so much nonsense going on, they just want to keep a low profile. <laughs> well, as I say, it doesn't seem... If you're a prostitute, you've got much problem getting in Oh, there. that's me sorted, then. Yeah, that's you for the week. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're a, 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 you know, money launderer, that's all right. I mean... What I love about Macau is it, it, it's a weird old place, but it, they are very, very frisky. I mean, they banned a whole um, lot of journalists from covering... You remember the awful floods they had there after the hurricane? Yeah. And most of those floods were caused by the incompetence of the Macau government, which has got money coming out of its ears. And you're not the first to say that. No, I know. This isn't an original thought. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, when, when these journalists from Hong Kong turned up to cover it, 
they were banned, as was Mr Wong, on grounds of, wait for it, state security. I'm thinking, gosh, you mean telling people that you've got an incompetent government that can't even clean up after the floods? That's a matter of state security, is it? I guess it is. Mm, I guess it must be in their book. So, um, travellers to Macau, just focus on gambling, prostitution, money laundering and those things and you'll be absolutely fine. I know. If you've, by some chance, and apparently in this case, I mean, I'm quite interested in this particular case because this character, Wan Chong Long, apparently he's never written a word about Macau in his life, but he has commented on Hong Kong. Yeah. That's a bad thing. 